It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant Man, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? You know what day it is? You know what time it is? I know you've missed us because I've missed you It's time for another edition, random edition, random stimpy edition of the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast Coming to you semi-live from multiple undisclosed locations Summer has started, it's kicked off It is uh, Captain Scully's unofficial black history month because it is the month of june juneteenth and there will be plenty of cookouts so i already said his name so let me introduce you to the man the myth his legend the man the myth the legend himself scully season is officially long gone so he will be introduced as mr play by play himself you can catch him on the play by play analysis on all streaming platforms Devin ashby was good yes sir yes sir what is happening good people it is summertime which means the scully has been retired until Probably the month of September, no, in Connecticut. But um, we are here live in the flesh. You know, you know what they say when it's clear skies, we showing thighs. It's out here, bro. Summertime. We run in the streets. Shout out to Will Smith. I don't care what no one says. Summertime is a banger. You could say what you want about his career and him slapping people, but summertime, classic. He reached a point in his career where he could slap the shit out you on in public in front of everybody. Partially because of songs like Summertime. Right. And Captain Scully has been on the hate wagon since roughly mid-April, ever since his Milwaukee Bucks met an untimely end to who, you might ask? To the... Miami Heat, who just so what what? I'm not remember. I told you on my show. I I I I've come around. Have you? Have you really? Yeah, no, no. I'm rooting. For, I told you I got Miami at six. I'm rooting for Jimmy to win this thing. I mean, yes, because it looks better on you to get beat by the eventual champions. It was so so. What's your point? <laughs> hey, well, I, you know, I was right there with you when y'all the year y'all swept us. I was like, you know what? We gonna lose. At least we lost to the champs. Everyone lost to them, you know. Right, but it was different when y'all lost. Y'all were like a seven or eight seed already, and we were. Back then, it wasn't we because I wasn't a fan yet. But the Bucks were, uh, like a they're like a two seed, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But it doesn't matter because right now the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals, and as of last night, at the time we're recording this episode. They have recently tied up the series at one-to-one, heading back to the 305. There's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of hating. There's been a lot of doubting to the boys from South Beach. Captain Scully, what is your take on the NBA Finals right now? I'm going to say that it's a lot of people that don't know what the hell they're talking about that were going into this thing, say, oh, it's going to be 
uh, gentleman sweep and all oh, the the nuggets are going to run the table with them, run the mop the floor with them and all this stuff. And I'm just like, y'all just suddenly got deja vu that and or not deja vu amnesia that quickly that you just forget the path that it took one W doesn't it's a four game series. This ain't the NCAA tournament. One, one win is not the end all be all, you know, like you, you don't show all your cards in game one. You don't, you don't, play all your hand in game one. You know, there were people that were like, oh, why not start Kevin Love? There were people who, Max Struess was awful, which he was, you know, in the first game. But all of that stuff is just one game. You know, like you chalk it up to, I chalked it up. I knew they were going to lose game one. It's what they did in game two. And I was going to be like, all right, how do you respond? And the Heat throughout this playoffs have been one of the best teams at making game by game adjustments. You know, Coach Spo is one of the greatest to ever do it. And, like, he's been here before. This is, what, his seventh finals appearance or something like that? I do believe as he had four in the LeBron era, one bubble. This And then, like, one or two as an assistant. So And he was definitely an assistant on the 06 championship team. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you got him. You got Kyle Lowry that's won the title. Kevin Love has been to seven finals. Seven finals. Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kevin Love has been a part of, and of course you got Jimmy and Bam and 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 Duncan and all the guys, the core that have kind of been here since the bubble years, that have done this before. And most importantly, Tyler Hero is going to come back at some point between the next two games. So, I mean, it was not the end of the world after one win. And then as they showed in Game Two, they came back around. People started making shots and. You know, um, you know, they limited the teammates. Like uh, somebody at work was telling me and it was making the point that they made it the mission that, yo, Jokic can be this, but the rest of them cannot. And that's why he only had four assists in that game. And now they're 0-3 in the playoffs, the Denver Nuggets are. They're 0-3 this postseason when Jokic scores 40 or more points. That's insane to think about. He scored 53 against the Phoenix Suns and they lost that game. You know, he scored 41 uh, the night or two ago and you know they lost that game and they're all close games it's not like they're getting blown out in these games but like yo you keep wasting these 40 point Jokic games like that's that's going to come back to bite you at some point I think that shows more about how Jokic understands the game of basketball to the point of Jokic in game two only scored the, as much as he did or even attempted to score as much as he did because the rest of his teammates didn't have it that night um Aaron Gordon only took seven shots Aaron Gordon has to get more shots than that if he's going to be effective Michael Porter Jr you know our favorite guy ain't never seen a shot he ain't like only score five points five points off like one of one for nine shooting two for nine shooting something like that so Jokic I think we all understand Jokic is an amazing passer, an amazing floor general. He's already the greatest passing big man of all time. I don't want to hear no kind of no excuses, no arguments. He might be he might have already worked his way into a top 10 passer in general in time. Yeah, he's getting up there, but I'm not, you know, he's not Stockton or Magic or LeBron level just yet. But to say he's that far out of the conversation is not the way not the way to go. Now, uh, question: What would you take him or white chocolate? 
just mm. as a pet, just as a passion. I might take him over white chocolate because when you're seven foot, there are just things yeah. that you can see and do that no one else can. And he plays so damn slow, he can see the whole court. He can see the man. And you know what I said about this earlier? Jokic might be the best tough shot maker in basketball. Because think about all the times it just feels like he leans back and he's not athletic. He ain't getting that far off the ground. It feels like he's just chucking that bitch up and it finds a way to go in. Jokic can stroke that thing. I can't give it to him just because I, I, I just, it, it's some people out there like you want to talk about some crazy shot making. I feel like Kyrie is up there. I feel like um, he's up there, though. I'm not saying he's not. Like, I just can't. So, so hear me out. So, hear me out on the Kyrie thing. I don't think Kyrie's a great, tough shot maker. I think Kyrie is a great, tough finisher at the rim. That I think that's the difference because Kyrie, Kyrie is the best below the rim finisher of all time. For a guy who doesn't like dunk it and slam on you, like a young Kobe T-Mac Vince Carter did because uh-huh. Kyrie's not a super mega athlete. Like he's quick, but straight line fast. He really ain't that. Uh-huh. But when he gets to the rim, he just finds ways to go under you and around you and to the side and throw it off all angles of the backboard. And it just finds a way to fall in opposed to Jokic. Who's just hitting stupid fadeaways or throwing up hook shots from ranges that don't make sense or just holding the ball away from you like you playing a little basketball with your little brother. He he just finds a way. Yeah, but, no. He's yeah. But Jokic, yeah, like you said, he's seven feet and he just like it, he just kind of cocks it up like a grandma or somebody. He just kind of like they're double-handed throw the joint up in this rainbow shot like that Anthony Davis joint he made. But I, I don't know. I just I haven't seen a whole lot of him because he plays in the mountain time zone. So it's like, it's hard to see games. Especially but, for you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know if that's just kind of been the way this run has gone, or if this is really what he just does all the time, but he does. I mean, he scores 20, 30, 40 points. I mean, he's a two-time MVP for a reason. So I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if he's doing it all the time. And the difference I think between Jokic, especially in the modern game. Now he's a seven foot, big guy that plays like he's seven feet in big none of this anthony davis i want to play strictly on the perimeter none of this uh michael porter jr because if we being real once you're six ten, bitch you're seven foot act like it michael porter jr ain't never met a shot he didn't like never michael, michael porter never met a shot he didn't like jr never ever ever and he uses that to his advantage because until you get games like last night. And that's where he, if he's not distributing, something is wrong. To end the game with only four assists, that's not a good thing for Jokic. That's that's half of his game disappearing. Right. But now that I've given I've given some credit and respect to my opponents, we gotta talk about the main guys, the big guns, the people who actually got the dub. Shout out to our man, Duncan Robinson. 
who who honestly got got the heat back into this game without Duncan Robinson's magic uh come fourth quarter he the heat have no chance they probably lose by double digits like they did in game one Jimmy I don't know where playoff Jimmy went but I can't down him he did not have a great game by any means at least offensively defensively he did a great job guarding Jamal Murray I can't take that away from him but he had a damn good offensive fourth quarter and I guess if you if you're doing better when it truly matters, I can excuse quarters one through three. And I'm I'm wondering, I'm starting to wonder if he's really tired because and everybody's tired this time. It's not like that's a valid excuse, but like considering the gauntlet of a run that they've had to go through, considering at times it's basically been one on four. I mean, just the amount, the low offensively at least it's been one on four, like defensively, you got a lot of guys you can go at, but the amount that the load that he's had to carry throughout this postseason, I think, and I think it speaks more to the fact that, you know, the fact that we're one, like, I don't necessarily think he's playing well, aside from game one, I don't necessarily think he's played poorly. I just think there are games where like, you know, because just cause he's not scoring 40 and 50, like he was doing against Milwaukee. I think people get the idea that he's suddenly playing bad. And I don't necessarily think that's the entire truth. I think he's kind of came down to earth a little bit, but he's still playing well. Now, the one guy I got to give props to, because I be lighting his ass up sometimes. Bam has played really good through two games, mm-hmm. man. That man, Bam, is carrying this team right now. Like, he had, I think he had, what, 30 in game one, and then he had, like, 21 on uh, in game two. So... It's like, shout out to Bam. Like you said, shout out to Duncan Robinson. Gabe motherfucking Vincent. That boy Cole, you know? Gabe is letting that bitch fly. Just and like you know what? Against Team USA for Nigeria. Which I did not learn until last night that he was Nigerian too and that he was on Team Nigeria. And they were asking Bam, how how did you know that Gabe was was, was that guy? He said when he was lighting up Team USA playing with Nigeria, because, you know, Bam himself is Nigerian and definitely had the opportunity to play for Team Nigeria if he so chose to. But, you know, when in doubt, if you're actually going to get PT for Team USA, you choose Team USA. Like That's not in right. the basketball world. That's not a question. They need bigs because they're not going to have any unless Embiid decides to not play for Well, Embiid is eligible to play for Team France too so if he decides to play for them then is he because he's cam and beats cameroon cameroonian right and that's why oh <laughs> it's it was a thing we were looking it up today we were looking up the olympics and stuff basically and the olympics has this i don't i don't think it's necessarily a weird rule but they have this rule where if you the, the minute that you because Embiid hasn't played international competition yet but the minute that you play for any team you're eligible for, like if you're if you have dual citizenship, like Embiid does, whichever team he decides to play for, he's locked in on that team until he retires from an international play. That's so. not just that's not just the Olympics. That's like that's like international soccer. That's a FIBA rule too. They're just like is hey, it in FIFA? You... I feel like it's people who play for. Well, I don't know. I never not. I, don't think it's I mean, it's for it's for World Cup play. You but know, yeah, World World Cup World play in general world cup play in any international competition unless it's like 
leagues do not count. Like, you know, yeah, leagues Manchester, don't. Manchester United, um, Real Madrid, you can play for whoever the fuck you want as many times as you want. They don't care as long as you're under contract. But like right. once Ronaldo said, I am playing for Portugal, he can only play for Portugal. Right. But no, yes, the Miami yeah. Heat are doing the damn thing with this is one of the few teams you can legit say, hey, this is a group effort. And I said it before. I said Caleb Love was uh Kevin Love was gonna have to play. He was gonna start just for the simple fact Gabe Vincent gets keeps getting switched on to Aaron Gordon. I don't think Gabe Vincent is my height. They have him listed as six three. I don't believe he's six three. I think he's six foot. I don't think he any taller than Kyle Lowry. Not to mention, like, I think part of the other reason Kevin Love didn't play in the previous series is you, they didn't need him. They did they, Boston presents a very different uh obstacle because Al Horford and Robert Williams, as good as they are, they're not true like Robert Williams is not an offensive threat at all um and then Al Horford is not the typical big man he shoots a lot outside he's not Mm -hmm. a a big time finisher around the rim this series where you got Aaron Gordon who's been reinvented because in Orlando he was basically a guard and now they didn't turn him into a four and and Jokic who we know what Jokic is like you're gonna need Kevin Love but you weren't gonna show your hands you know you, you had to see what that lineup that won you the Boston series, you had to see what they were going to do game one before you just throw all of your tricks out in game one because you, you don't want to show all your hands in game one. So, and, and honestly, we had the we had to have Aaron Gordon prove to us that you can that you can take advantage of this mismatch. The Celtics did not because Gabe Vincent definitely got switched on to Al Horford underneath the rim, and they didn't exploit that uh that mismatch because they couldn't. <laughs> it's like yo, Horford is not I mean, that guy. I don't care if you're not that guy. It's a simple fact. Hey, you're 6'9", six, 6'10", six, basically seven foot. He's right. six foot. You are literally a foot taller than him. J- just play play big brother and just put the ball up. Right. Just put the ball up. And that's, that's what Denver is. Now, I'm not going to lie and act like the rest of the series is going to be cake because I said this on your show before the final started. Denver is big. Miami has been too small for five years. I've been saying that. We refuse to get any size. But mm-hmm. Boston was bigger than us. So it's not like we don't know we're undersized. Milwaukee definitely was bigger. Hell yeah. Them, them two like, twin towers in the middle with Lopez and Giannis. Are, are we going to forget? Jason Tatum is literally just as tall as our center. Right. Jason Tatum is just as big as, as our biggest guy we have on the court. So it's not like they don't know. And we 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 can't even give Bam any slack for getting lit up by Jokic for scoring 40 because who can't Jokic score 40 on? I was about to say it's Jokic. If it were like if it were Aaron Gordon scoring 40, would be an issue. Yeah, that but, would be an issue. But even he could score 40 on any given night. He's done it. A few times, I think. When he was in Orlando, he was he was he was putting points up, but that was Orlando. You're not doing he that. Had, he had a lot more shots to to take in Orlando between Jokic, Jamal Murray, who Jokic and Jamal Murray can get as many shots as they want. No one is going to tell them no. Michael Porter Jr. is going to take as many shots as you don't right. want him to take. So, to so between all three of them 
Aaron Gordon is lucky to get 10 shots a game. Right. Lucky. If that. But to, to wrap it all up, the Miami Heat are heading back to South Beach with a oh, lot I'm of ready. confidence. And we're going to see where this takes us. You know where Jamal stands. 305, we ride. Heat and seven. Let's get it. Captain Scully, has your prediction changed at all? No, I still got Miami in six, but I'm ready for the finals to come to Miami. I'm ready for all the it's been it's been a couple of, it's been what seven or eight years since we've had a finals because the bubble was in, you know, it was Orlando. the bubble. So that we didn't really get a chance to see the full fledged seeing DJ Khaled on the side, seeing young Miami and her fine ass on the sideline. Good lord. You know, I'm I'm just ready to see all the people come out. Who's gonna come out this year? I'm ready to see them all. Floyd Mayweather and shit. You know, I'm ready all, to see all the celebs, and you know what? No more altitude sickness. Caleb Martin is le- legit, legitimately got sick, and I they don't know what it is. They said it wasn't COVID. I think it's just altitude sickness. Yeah, you're shortness of breath. Now you're back below sea level in the wetness and humidity that is the swamplands in Miami and Florida. You ain't never it seen is. a positive headline with Florida in it. We need never. the heat to change that. Never, ever, ever. But you know, we're not here. We're not here to get on the state of Florida this time. Believe me, there will be another time. It'll be very soon where we can cut the state of Florida off like Bugs Bunny does in that meme. But 2024. 2024. But we have another interesting thing to get to that you you've definitely heard along the way airwaves of the sports world and hell. That's why we're here. DeAndre Hopkins has been released by the Arizona Cardinals, and he has cleared a waiver, so he can be signed by any team at this point. Where do, before, before we really get into where does he land, I have a question for you, Kevin Scott. I might have an answer. Are the Cardinals the worst run organization in football? No, 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 absolutely. Actually, they're, they're, they're not. They're, they're up there, but I until the team is officially sold, it is still the Washington, whatever the fuck their name is at the time. And see, it's great to ask you this because both of us the team are, is sold. Both of us are fans of shitty organizations, right? So we know what bad really looks like. But it seems when it comes Arizona's to the pretty Card- damn close though. When it seems to come to the Cardinals earlier in the earlier in the spring, all NFL took players took a survey of the of the good and bad of their teams, facilities, coaches, and all things like that. And of all of those, the Chiefs ranked pretty low for a team that successful, that's surprising. And you know who number one was? The Arizona Cardinals. We won't get into a lot of specifics of that survey, but they charge. They charge their players for meals at the facility. What in the actual fuck? They said niggas got to make money too. <laughs> but, you know, the Cardinals are horrible for a number of reasons. But, but the, the thing with the Cardinals is, like, there was a period of time when, like, they were pretty good and you kind of, like, you, you, you made, like, the right decisions in terms of players and you, and you had a pretty decent culture, specifically with the coaching staff, like Bruce Arians that, you know, they were making good decisions, they had good players in there, whatever. But then when all those guys either retired, walked away, got traded, whatever the answer may be, they hired Cliff Kingsbury. 
who never should have gotten that fucking job. I, I've said this from the day he was, from the moment he was even considered, because it came out of the, he never should have gotten that job. Steve Kime, and then Steve Kime, the GM who just stepped down recently, he wore out his welcome too, because he should have gotten fired years ago. Like, it's, it's awful. I'm like, like, like you said, they, they make them pay for meals in the facility, whatever. But then you have like, you got the, the, the owner who's caught up in the little mini scandal that kind of blew over a little bit and people didn't think nothing of it, but it, you know, it was there. Uh, you, you got- Kyler Murray. Missing, yeah, Kyler Murray, you know, busy playing Call of Duty instead of studying the playbook. <laughs> um, and then it doesn't help that he's got an ACL tear, which is crazy that people are talking about trying to get rid of him already when one, they just paid him and two, He's only 20-something years old. He's just fresh off a rookie of the year campaign like two years ago. He's still a really good quarterback. You I know, mean, not- when, when you talk about getting rid of Kyler Murray a little too early, are we going to forget about how Kyler Murray ended up in Arizona? Let's he not forget. number one pick. Yeah, they booted out the former number one pick after a year in Josh <laughs> Rosen. And But, but in, in, in fairness, in fairness. What was fair about it? Josh Rosen played on a horrible Arizona team that nobody could have made look good. Josh Rosen was the first white quarterback to get treated like a black quarterback because he had no shot. He got booted out of Arizona when they were horrible, then got shipped off to Miami, who was also horrible. That was the year they were tanking. Openly and intentionally. Openly and unintentionally. So he never got a good shot. And then... I think he got booted off to Arizona. No, no. He remember he was in Arizona at the beginning. I think he got booted to the 49ers for like a, a hot stint and a hot he, second. Either way, he was never, never there. ever, ever, ever given any kind of stability in the league, like most black quarterbacks. So he never got a shot. So maybe and he had a Kyle, black coach too, who was booted out with him. So also booted out with him. So yeah, I, I'm him not and Carson Wentz are the first two white quarterbacks to get treated like Knicks. I will never wish this upon Kyler Murray because he is a Texan. He is the greatest Texas high school football player of all time. But if he gets booted out, can we say this is a little bit of karma? I mean, he can't control that. That's not his fault. It's not, but that doesn't mean he didn't benefit from it. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to blame him. I'm going to blame the fucking Cardinals organization. It's karma on them. Exactly. And we're still blaming the Cardinals organization who, <laughs> had they not hired Cliff Kingsbury, who had been the OC at USC for five minutes before he took that job, then he wouldn't have drafted Kyler, Kyler Murray, who he had a love boner for since he was in since he was in college, uh, high school. Couldn't get him to come to Tech because he couldn't get him to come to Tech. Because he couldn't, couldn't come to Tech. And Josh Rosen... Who knows how his NFL career would have ended up? Because the Cardinals got significantly better the next year. But that rookie year, the Cardinals were just awful. The only thing, but then here's the thing. People think they got better. They really didn't. The only thing that was better was Kyler Murray was more entertaining to watch than, than, than Josh Rosen was considerably. But n- not no. a whole lot changed. It wasn't until the year after that. No, the next, year, out, the next year they got D-Hop. That helps. Yeah, I was about to say that they started out eight and zero, and then they lost seven straight games, seven straight. <laughs> and then got blown their fucking doors blown in by the Los Angeles Rams in the first round of the playoffs. As but if this I mean, were like 
they were so bad. It looked like a regular season game. Like it was so hard. Josh, Josh Rosen didn't get a uh, D hop. Um, I want to say he didn't get James Conner until Kyler's rookie year. Yeah, no, no. Kyler had all the weapons. He did, he had James Conner. He had D hop. Um, he had uh, Christian Kurt. He had um, yeah. He had beat AJ up AJ. Green. He had beat, beat up, up AJ Green, who was still basically better than anyone that Josh Rosen marched out there uh, for right. his rookie year. Grand, granted, you know, Larry, Larry Legend is still Larry Legend, but you know, he has his it's good old days Larry. Legend. He's old. Yeah. He's an old legend. That's what he is. And that's the other thing. The Cardinals. This is the other reason they're the worst. They wasted one of the greatest receivers of his generation for year in and year out. Do you know some of the quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball? Just oh, not even just, even before Josh Rosen. This nigga had Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn. The best, like the best quarterback he ever had was 36-year-old Kurt Warner. That's fucking disgusting. And then by yeah. the time Kyler Murray got there, he was pretty much done anyway. He was more than done. And, and that's no disrespect to Kurt Warner, who is a Hall of Famer, who is a damn good quarterback. But this wasn't greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner. This was, hey, I'm just here to prove I still got a little bit left in the tank. And that's exactly what he had. A little You're bit. 36. Like, yo, this nigga was 36. He was 38 when he went to the Super Bowl. And then <laughs> if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, uh, um, you know, yeah, if, if the Cardinals defense could play a lick of defense, him and Anquan, <laughs> him and Larry Legend, Anquan Bolden were balling out there. Right. Actually, I would take it back. Even with 38-year-old Hall of Famer Kurt Warner considered, Carson Palmer actually might have been the best quarterback that Larry Fitzgerald had. And that is not saying a whole lot because he had a window of about two or three years where he was really up there. Yeah, I can, we, can say, off we could say Palmer was more talented, but that's only because he wasn't yeah. 38. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, considering age and everything else, Carson Palmer was the best opportunity he had to, to you know. But then they got blown out by – he just happened to come up against a Cam Newton MVP season. It's like, he just could never catch a break. Just could yeah, never and, catch a break. And the Cardinals lost to Big Ben and Santonio Holmes making one of the greatest Super Bowl catches of all time. Uh, they just lost to a damn good Steelers team, and there's there's no shame in that. And then the next year, they got their doors blown in by probably the best Saints team of all time. That also happened. That also who, who happened. was putting bounties on people's heads too during that season. So that might be so, why Kurt got his. So we came to say the Cardinals are a shitty organization, Shit. and I don't I don't know where D Hop is going to end up. Just I pray. To Lord baby Jesus, it's not Kansas City because they cheating. Ain't no way. I don't think it'll be Kansas City, and I don't think it'll be Cleveland either. I think a lot of people think he would like to reunite with everybody's favorite predatory quarterback, but it's 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 not going to happen. I just I don't think you know it, you know. And I've heard I've heard a few rumors that he has been in talks with Houston. He's coming to yeah. the SC, he's coming to the NFC East. I'm telling people that now. It's either going to be Dallas or it's going to be New York. Um, I doubt he's going to Dallas because they're gonna have to pay. Uh, they're gonna pay CD really soon, and Micah, and my and Micah's gonna demand the bag and Diggs Micah. too. Trevon Diggs too. They got they're, three. They're already three they're already in talks with Diggs. They're already in contract negotiations with him. 
So yeah. I don't I don't think it would look good because D Hop, I wouldn't say he's in his prime, but he's just slightly outside of it because he's turning 32, I believe. 32 is yeah, that's true. Yeah. For receivers, that's still that's the, he's still a number one option. He's still a top 10 guy in this league. But to say to think D Hop is gonna have more than to say D Hop is going to consistently give you 13, 1400 yard seasons for the rest of his career is probably not going to happen. Yeah. And plus, Dallas just signed Brandon Cooks. And like you said, they got paid CD. So I don't think they would. I don't think exactly. Now, had they not That's- signed, had they not signed Brandon Cooks and this was about two months ago, hey, we'd be having a different conversation because Jerry, whether guys, whether the Cowboys realistically have a chance, if Jerry can talk to you, they got a slim chance. Well, I uh, well, I think that uh, uh, DeAndre is uh, he's he's a fine young man, but uh, we uh, have uh, already uh, signed uh, a bunch of uh, other receiver, uh, and uh, you know, uh, face ass, like spit it out, Jerry. And behind closed doors, see here, boy, you can come Look. here. You can come here. You can keep your hair. You you can pay less in taxes. I know you done already lived in Houston. You we can show you how we do things up in Dallas. Right. You'll never and, have to worry. You'll never have to worry about that smog. You'll never have to worry about that scent of them oil refineries because we ain't got nothing but green money here, baby. Which we made from oil. That's, That's where Jerry made his money. He definitely he made, made his money. His money you know, somebody else said New England was was like because the Bill O'Brien offense. But I'm like, bro, he hated Bill O'Brien. He is not fucking Bill O'Brien traded not him a pack of Skittles, and he said he had baby mama drama. And this nigga's married. I don't think he's married. I don't know, but he said he had too many baby mamas. I'm like, no, I will beat your ass in front of everybody. Fucking around with me. Don't play with me, bro. He would not go to New England. Why the hell would I waste my time? And Mac Jones at quarterback. Even though, you know, O'Brien is supposed to be the fix-it. Like, a lot of people are going to act like, yo, I mean, Matt Patricia is the scapegoat for now. But we'll see this. We'll see next year if if uh, if, if it was really all Matt, uh, Matt Patricia. And you know what? After playing, big reason, playing in Houston indoors and then playing in Arizona where it's 75 degrees for all winter, he ain't going to no place that's cold. I can promise you receivers do not want to go to places that are cold. We do and not. Plus, Arizona was also indoors. Also indoors, so yeah, that that ain't happening. But that, that's why Dallas would make sense. They're indoors. They are indoors. Speaking of Dallas, we have another potential movement into the Dallas professional sports arena. Now, do I think this has any chance in hell of happening? No, but hey, it's fun to talk about. Kyrie Irving has been lobbying, speaking to LeBron to try to get him to come to Dallas. I can't wait for him to go hop on Instagram live and tell us how we should ignore the media and that the media are pawns. Can't wait for him to gaslight the shit out of us again. I can't wait. He He's definitely going to gaslight the shit out of him. I don't know about Dallas for LeBron. First of all, I'll never be able to afford to go to another Mavs game ever. Them shits are going to go up to $300 for nosebleeds. I'll be like, LeBron ain't that fucking good. And two... I don't think the city of Dallas is a place that LeBron would want to be. Right. The, he's he's, he's the, box office. 
that that's the thing lebron is a star lebron loves the attention he loves doing his thing he loves being famous he could do that in miami he only tolerated it in cleveland not it it not being super famous and shit because for one that's where he got drafted he didn't have a choice and two that's home for him yeah that, that makes more sense cleveland was always going to be the exception to the rules but even soon as he got the championship he walked right back out the lakers oh please magic oh hey uh we want you to come live in los angeles shit what time do i leave exactly <laughs> but now yeah. the one thing i was like yo houston I can see Brown in Houston just based brand brand things considered. Houston, I feel like would be kind of because Miami is like, like it's not like it's hard to like Miami is not like it's not a it's not a huge media market, but it's yeah. definitely a market where you it's definitely a place for celebrities. I was about to say you can convince people to come, you can recruit people to come play in Miami. Like, hey, guy, come play. Shit, I'm coming. I ain't even finished the sentence. You don't need to. Hey, like uh, uh young like, Miami I, down there. <laughs> look, Roy Wood, my one of my favorite comedians, Roy Wood Jr., put it best. I don't know why people was upset when LeBron went to the Heat. If someone asked you where where would you rather live, Cleveland or South Beach, are you gonna choose Cleveland? It was like Joe Kibno was saying. Don't nobody get vacation in Cleveland. No one vacations in Cleveland. And another thing to think of, which There's no disrespect to Cleveland, though they're a cool city, but like, come on now. A lot of people don't know if you're not in the Dallas area or you don't pay attention to the Mavericks. Mark Cuban has never been good at recruiting free agents because no one wants to play for Mark Cuban. Yeah, he's let a hell of a lot of them walk out, though. He has let a hell. He's let literal Hall of Famers walk out. Just walk right out the building. Just no no questions asked. Just like, oh, yeah, we tried to sign him, but, you know, whatever. It didn't oh, well. work. He Mark Cuban can't even get hometown guys to come home. He couldn't get Darren Williams to leave Utah. Utah? He couldn't get Darren Williams to leave Utah to come home. He had to get traded to New York. Yeah, even then though that was a fucking disgusting move but yeah he went to new york he went to brooklyn to go play with a bunch of uh washed up skeletons because that's exactly what they were he On they purpose. had they had deandre jordan and deandre jordan was literally about to sign the contract and chris paul <laughs> pulled up and said hell nah your ass coming back to la and he did he backed out i do remember that that shit is crazy even though he did eventually, didn't he? Event no, no, he didn't go there. He went to uh, to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, so Mark Cuban, he couldn't get Chris Bosh to come home before he went to Miami. He let Jalen Brunson walk out for the price Mark. of admission, and then had the nerve to blame his parents. Let Jalen Brunson and it's not like Jalen Brunson signed for that much more money. Jalen Brunson signed in New York for like four million extra dollars. That aren't and Dallas is tax free, so you go take so you know the state of New York gonna take that four million exactly when With you interest. average out the taxes, it's the same amount. Look, you basically gave them away for the exact same amount. You didn't make a profit, no net gain. You gave them away for a box of popcorn. A box of stale ass popcorn. 
again, Mark Cuban is just not good at this. Not to mention LeBron's contract is not up. So they would have to trade. They they fuck around, got to trade Luca for that. And they ain't trading Luca. You'd be stupid to do that. Trade, trade Luca for old ass LeBron and Kyrie. Come on now. And Kyrie, let's talk about Kyrie, bro. Somebody made this point, and I don't know how people feel about this, but I, I, it's this dude that be talking basketball and like the socials and stuff. And he's like, yo, Kyrie Irving has been living off of that two, that shot he made over Steph Curry in 2016 for like the last seven years. What has yep. he done in the last seven years to just warrant the amount of like attention and 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 like reverence that he gets in the league? Like the way we be dragging Anthony Davis, I feel like we should be dragging Kyrie that same way because it's like, bro, in the last seven years, you've done nothing. Nothing. Short, I mean, I mean, you know, you've you've antagonized the Jews, <laughs> you've antagonized anti-vaxxer movement, you have you missed the whole season on purpose. Because because you wouldn't get tested, and we we forget that um Kyrie's biggest feat since post-Cleveland has been getting to getting to an Eastern Conference Finals where he was hurt the entire playoffs, and where what did you do other than show the world how good Jason Tatum could be? And Terry Rozier. And Terry, and Terry Rozier. And Terry Rozier. And, you know, they had to decide. They didn't even decide whether it was you, Tatum, Brown, or Rozier. There was like, Tatum, Brown, Rozier, which ones we keeping? Because we can't keep them all. And Kyrie, you said you was coming back. Kyrie didn't come back. I mean, Terry, he wasn't going to say. The, the other thing, not that I necessarily whatever. But he was never going to say in that moment, on, put on the spot in front of the city of Boston, he is not going to say, hey, bro, you know, um, I ain't coming back. Fuck y'all niggas. You know, I got some I got some shit to think about, bro. Like, get off my dick. Like, he ain't going to say that in that moment. True. So I don't know why Boston fans are so angry. But that's the other thing. To antagonize Jews, the city of Boston, and, 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 and be an anti-vaxxer all in one in, in, in the span of three years, and then you tore your ACL one year. You 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 not, burned not everything a, down in the he city. He didn't tear his ACL, but he's had knee problems or knee problems. You know, uh, like you said, your your highlight since post Cleveland was getting to a conference finals that you weren't even part of. Then then the very next year, you get your doors blown off by Milwaukee, and that was your last year there. And so then you leave. You go to Brooklyn, and you didn't play. Most of the first year, because then COVID happened and, you know, you, you were hurt even before that. Come back, miss the entire season because you don't want to get tested, vaxxed, whatever. And everybody's just kind of like playing like, oh, yeah, you know, it's frustrating. But and then got the nerve to talk about how frustrating it is that you can't be with your teammates like you got like you are being held against your will. Like and it's then, not your fault. Like it's not your. Yeah. Then when you do finally come back, y'all get blown out for nothing in the first round by these very Celtics. And then, because it's more than then, like I said, antagonizing the Jews. Then you get traded finally, and you go to a team in Dallas, and y'all don't even get to the playoff. Thing is, before you got there, the Mavs had like a 70% chance of making the playoffs. They were going to make the playoffs. After you got there, you don't make the playoffs. Now, I'm like, I can't blame you solely for 
for not making the playoffs because you were only there long enough to have a cup of coffee. So I can't blame you for the Mavericks totally falling apart. But I that can say it was never going to work. That it, it was never going to work. It's not. They were already a defensively challenged team, adding another guy who's not going to play defense. And, oh, by the way, is basically useless without the ball in his hand. It's like Jason Kidd said and in the, in the introductory conference or whatever, or like right after we found out that Kyrie was coming there and they asked, or I can't remember who asked, but somebody, he made the comment that their best defense is going to be their offense. Yep. Did did the Phoenix Suns in the early 2000s not tell us? We ain't even got to go back that far. Did the Dan Tony Suns with with uh James Harden, Chris Paul not tell us, hey, that, that doesn't work? Eventually, teams can just match you point for point. And if they get one stop, they win. You know? Mark it, Cuban, everybody. Kyrie it's a cold world out here, but it's cold, but it's summertime and we finna warm it up a little bit. We are going to, I'm going to steal a name from Captain Scully's show. Since he's here, he can't sue me for it. Cause it's not like he doesn't know. We're going to call this big time plays for people who need and deserve some love. So basically we just going to shout somebody out who we think deserves more love or should get the equal amount of love for what they're currently doing, what they've done in the past, or what they're going to do in the future. So I'm going to start it off with uh, Halle Bailey. You are killing this little mermaid thing. And most importantly, you're pissing off the racist. And any day where you piss off racist is a good day. I'm trying to kill her little mermaid. I'm trying to make I her part of my world. I specifically told him it wasn't that kind of love at the beginning of the show, but hey, you know, you know, he, he ignorant, you know, you gotta be a little ignorant. It's been a mess. They, they ain't heard, they ain't heard me be like that in a while. So they haven't, they haven't. Captain Scully, who deserves some love? <sighs> I, without giving away too much, Shamik Moore. You, you might want to tell the you might want to tell the people who that is. They might those not know. That, for those that do not know, for those that do not know, he is Miles Morales. He did what the fuck he needed to do. I'm just, I'm just say that. I don't want to give it away. I need y'all to go see the movie. I'm gonna give it away on my next show though. But we all gonna go see Spider Man if you haven't already. Shut the fuck up. I, I, I don't tolerate spoilers. I tolerate a lot of ignorant shit. Spoilers is not one of them. Um, right. the next person. I believe deserves some love. In case you don't know, he is the man, the myth, the legend. He is a skipper in certain sports. He is the man with the plan, with the clipboard in his hand. Eric Spolstra, he deserves more love. He's getting some of it this playoff run. And I don't think people truly understand how good Eric Spolstra really is as a coach and what he's had to go through. Not only starting from video coordinators, starting at the very bottom and being all the way top to the top of the Miami Heat organization, he's dealt with all-time greats. He's dealt with attitudes. He's dealt with LeBron trying to get him fired. Now, how many coaches have survived LeBron James trying to get him fired? Uh, it's like three. Have they? At the time, you know, eventually. no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about in general, 
if LeBron James well, wants to come. Actually, yeah, now that you now that you say it, uh, I think Spolstra is the only one because I mean I, I really don't count Frank Vogel because that felt more like a Jenny and Rob Palinka special than it did a LeBron special. True, but it's but the simple. Everybody in Cleveland, there was not a single soul that walked through the doors in Cleveland that wasn't mm-hmm. under the wrath of the GM of LeBron James. Now, when we say lack of, not from lack of trying, LeBron went over Eric Spolster's head to Pat Riley to say, I don't want him. And Pat Riley simply said, I don't know why you're talking to me. I ain't your coach. You need to talk to Spo. And he talked to Spo, and Spo laid down the law. And guess what the Heat did that season? They won the, they won the NBA Finals. Oh, so that was the year after they lost. The year after they lost, LeBron wanted him gone. Yeah, apparently I think Dwayne Wade might have been part of that too, but I don't know. But yeah, it, yeah. Spoke, and as much power, as, as, much power as Dwayne Wade has in Miami, and it's almost infinite, that almost will always come short of Pat Riley. I was about to say, Pat Riley is the godfather for a reason. He is the godfather for a reason. That man Captain is Gab Scully, who is your last person that deserves some love? That deserves some love? Let me tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that the last person that deserves some love. Um, and it's a person that deserves it. I'm going to tell you. Angel Reese. Angel Reese. She has been having a summer for the ages. That girl has been every damn where. Her and Flaugia have been every damn where since winning that national title. Talk your shit, girl. I love it. Shout out to the DMV. You know, Baltimore is part of the DMV when it's convenient for us. <laughs> when it's convenient. So, so yeah, shout out to the DMV. I would also like to thank Andrew Reese for being 21. So it's not awkward seeing her, you know, in some of those ways she's posed. Because uh, if you was like a 19-year-old freshman, I'd be like, eh, you, you, you could still technically be in high school. I don't really like that. But thank you, Andrew That's Reese, for being that. 21. That- yeah. Can, can you do something for me? Age matters, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have one more thing. Twenty one is still People, basically a child for us. Yes, but at least you could, you're old enough to get a drink, right? So we have one more thing. People who should shut their mouths. I, I don't get. I'm not as nice as Captain Scully. These people need to shut the fuck up. Captain Scully, who is somebody who uh, deserves the opposite of showing some love? A man by the name of. No, that's too deep. I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna go there. Actually, no. We do. We do get two. Ron De Sanctimonious. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Just don't say shit. Just stop fucking talking. You just sound. You sound like a damn two year old. Shut the fuck up. Respect. Disrespectfully. Shut the fuck up. You bitch ass nigga. You look like you, you. 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 Have you ever seen a positive? He is the definition of Florida man. I've never seen a positive headline with this man in. He is Florida man. He is Florida man. Florida man is running for president. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it again, bitch. You know what? We're not overly political on this show because to be perfectly honest with with you, both of us don't give that much fucks about politics. But when someone is just so blatantly stupid, racist, bigoted, shut the fuck up. Please. That's just dumb. Just dumb. Disrespectfully. My my person who deserves the opposite of love, it is not one specific person. 
it is a group of people. You all know these people. You've all congregated around these people. They're at church. They're at other events. They're at any time someone else is speaking. The person who just got comments after every fucking sentence that, that someone is saying, like when pastor's trying to preach the word, they're like, yes, say it. You don't have to talk after every sentence. Yeah, Let a man speak for the love of God. I'm trying to hear what he's saying, not you. You're just bringing attention to yourself for no reason. You just want to be that guy. You ain't got to be that guy. I was at my little cousin's graduation party. She was talking about all these achievements she had in college. I didn't know nothing about it. She went to Howard. H-U, you know. Shout out to our HBCUs out there, especially Howard. And her friend, Second home every, friend. after every sentence, she was like, yes, ma'am. And does and should. And I'm like, should you let her say it? Please. <laughs> and should you shut the fuck shut up. Fuck up. And, I, and I say, I named it the opposite of love because I don't want to say hate. These aren't bad people. Ron DeSantimonious, he's a piece of shit. But these people, you're not bad people. It's just the moment's not about you. It's like I said on my show. You should have sat down and ate your food. Sit down and shut the fuck up. There was literally food in front of her. She could have kept eating. Let, Let the girl talk. You can say you... She got to speak afterwards. She got to say her words and her affirmations. You know, her. you were my friend from middle school. You got to do all that after. Just wait your turn. Just wait your damn turn. You ain't the one graduating. You not. I mean, you did graduate, but this ain't your graduation party. Just I'm about to say, this ain't your party. This ain't even your house. It's not. You don't even go here. You're a guest. <sighs> That's all I have for that one. That, all right. That, let me see. All right. So another person, you know, I went real deep with uh with Ryan to Satan. Uh let me see. This this next person. I'm I'm gonna be a little more chill. Um hmm. <sighs> Romelo Lukaku. For you to be caught in public with the love of my life the way that you have. To be out here just flaunting Megan the Stallion all in my face. It, just fuck me, right? You know? It's, and oh, it's, it's another, and Diddy, you know, you bitch ass nigga, you, you just had a child. What you doing walking around with young Miami? That's supposed to be my woman. I would treat her right. I would get her Chanel if I could afford one or two of the letters on the front of the purse. Like, I get you some, sure. I, I get you some sh- and shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> because why are you doing that? You're damn 58 years old, just had a child. Why is she going outside like this? Anyway, yeah, I'd love Megan, uh, Carisha. I, I would I would treat y'all so right. I would treat y'all amazing. Even if I didn't, have, I would I would give you the clothes off my back. Literally in Carisha's case, because that's all I could afford. That that those are good words. Those are wise words from a decent man. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. We have come to the end of another episode of the one and only D180 University podcast. Uh, Captain Scully, any final thoughts to the people? I'm going to tell you, uh, sex is a sport in Sweden now, apparently. So, um, yeah, this is the loophole of all loopholes now. You know, imagine you get caught cheating. It's like, babe, we just working on behind the back drills. 
Yeah. And on that note, um, you, you're cut off. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the one and only D Wood Ada University podcast. We look forward to coming to you semi live whenever the hell I feel like it at this point. But we will be giving you more consistent content because it's summer, summer, summer time. So, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving. We out. Let's go, Heat.